Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another brand new episode of Off the Top Row Podcast. I am your host, Shizlansky. Um, Today, we're going to talk about last night's Friday Night Smackdown live at the Performance Center, March 20th, 2020. So, we're going to just jump right to it. First of all, let me give a special shout out to FM for giving us the podcast platform to make this show. Without y'all, there would not be no Off the Top Row Podcast. Show you guys the support. Download the app or go to the website www.anchor.fm. Look us up. Hack the uh, slash off the top ropes. You'll see a bunch of last week's content. We just started last week. We're gonna keep growing. We're gonna get into it. Let's do this. So Michael Cole's in the ring, and obviously he announces the WrestleMania has been split to two days, April fourth and April fifth. So they're gonna split. They're gonna split those two na- those two days. For five matches or six matches each. So it should be about 10 to 12 matches. Pretty decent lineup. Um, they give us the lineup for the night. Paige is going to do an interview via Skype because of the cause of the coronavirus outbreak. Available via Skype, so she won't be there in person. And Rob Gronkowski make his debut here to SmackDown live tonight. And also, we have the contract signing between Roman Reigns and the WWE Universal Champion Goldberg. You get right to it. Mojo Raleigh somehow he's in the ring. He's hyped up. And then he introduces his main man, Ron Konkowski. Konkowski walks out into the ring. He's pumped up for it to an empty arena. He cuts his promo that he's happy to be here with Mojo. Mojo got his back. Supporting his new boy. The one he's born for being in the wrestling ring. Barry Corbin comes out and interrupts. He cuts his nigga the promo disrespected Ron Konkowski and Mojo Raleigh. And basically demanded them to bow down to him. Gronkowski refuses. But Baron Corbin advises him that you're going to have to know your place when you're here, boy. You ain't you ain't got no shoulder pads, no knee pads, no helmet to protect you. This is the real deal. And you're going to get hurt. As he's going on, Elias interrupts him. He comes out with his guitar. He's playing He's playing a song disrespecting Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin is pissed off angry. We turn around, he sees Rocker Kelsey and Mojo Wally Rollins. Now he now he now he confronts Rocker Kelsey to his face. Mojo Raleigh is slowly painted down, bends over, Rocker Kelsey pushes him. Baron Corbin falls backwards. Now the both of them are laughing again. Now Rock now Corbin's getting up. He's angry. He's about to get ready to hit Gronkowski. A last thing I know it closing him, closing him outside the ring. Rock on country picks up the microphone and says, I may not be I may not be wrestling, I may not be doing anything else, but I can still enforce a rule. I can still force a match with you. So WrestleMania is gonna be Elias versus King Corbin. It's more likely that's gonna be on the kickoff show. And it's gonna pin, it's gonna start, and then we're gonna get to the very first match. Very first match is the tag team match. The team of Daniel Bryant and Drew Gulak versus Cesaro and Shisuke Nakamura. Where's Sami Zayn, you ask? He's chilling. Oh, he's chilling over there at the commentary with Michael Cole and whoever else is sitting right next to him. Minding his business. He's just talking massive smack. My team's better than this. 
They're garbage. What they doing here? You know, I'm I'm the Intercontinental Champion, baby. He's he's riding high off that win against Braun Strowman. Pretty decent match if you ask me. Couple a couple tag couple tag teams, um, tell a couple tag team moves that they executed very well. Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak, they're a very very great team that I really want to see them being utilized more, being pushed, and we can create a more bigger storyline when it comes to that. And we we well we are the way to see, but I'm a fan now of Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak being as a team. Um. Daniel Bryan win. Daniel Bryan Drew Gulak wins by by pinfall. Daniel Bryan does his uh, surprise role, the most dangerous move in sports entertainment today. My God, uh, Cesaro one two three pick up the win in a decent 13, 14 minute match. I give it from one out of five stars. I give it three stars because we're giving we we're seeing a new team. Being born, pretty decent match, but I mean, I love Cesaro, but he needs to get the hell out of there. He needs to get the hell out of WWE. Go to AEW. You'll be better. Utilize more. You're just being a bodyguard role. You haven't really got an opportunity at a title and God knows how the fuck long. Please do not include the Elimination Chamber match because three on one handicap match for one belt. Come on. We all knew at some point it's going to be Shinsuke or Sammy. They would never put the belt on him. And the only biggest accolade that he ever had was the tag team belts. So let's just face facts with that one. We paint to the outside. Sammy's shocked and he's pissed. He screams out, injustice! Injustice! This is grave injustice. How's it? I mean, it's injustice for them. But he's the one that's still holding the Intercontinental Championship belt. That's the end of that segment. The next segment is a video promo of the Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre match at WrestleMania for the WWE World Heavyweight title. Basically painting from the time span of the Royal Rumble to where we at right now. Drew McIntyre is getting the upper hand on Brock Lesnar. What's the champion really going to do? He needs to make an attack on him to set the record straight. No, I'm the beast. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to hurt you. It's going to be an ass-kicking segment. You're not getting this belt from me, but we all know what the hell's going to happen, y'all. Drew McIntyre's going to clean with the shit out of him a good three to five times and get the one, two, three win. And finally, he's on top of the mountain again. I don't want to spoil it, but we all know what's going to happen. This is all by design, ladies and gentlemen. When you're a wrestling fan and you see the signs and you know how it is, you can predict it. Now it's just waiting the days so when it happens. That's the end of that video promo. Then the next segment... Michael Cole's in the ring, and he introduces Paige by the monitor by Skype, and they're doing a little interview. Now, she's being, then she's being interrupted by Bailey, who comes up with Sasha Banks, walks down the ring, picking up the microphones. Now, Bailey's trash-talking Paige, saying, I'm the role model, you're not, you're disrespecting the locker room, and all this other crap, just women being women. Paige is trash-talking back to Paige and Sasha now. And God knows, this pretty much goes nowhere, ladies and gentlemen. It goes nowhere. Just females just cat scratching with words. Now, Paige introduced a challenge to Bailey for WrestleMania for her match. And introduced the challenges one by one. Now, she introduced them one by one. Lacey Evans, oh, I already beat her ass already. Get out of here. Daniel Brooke, who is she? We haven't seen her ass in a long period of time. Tamina, ooh. She finally comes back to her. I'm like, where the hell has she been? Naomi, 
she starts to get a little worried. Hmm, okay, all right, you know, whatever. This is just raving justice right here. Sasha Banks get, grabs the microphone. You can't do that to my friend. What the hell do you think that you are? Who the hell do you think that you are? Paige is over here like, hmm, you must, oh, you must be very excited because the fifth person in this new match now is going to be you, Sasha. Now, Sasha's looking at me like, damn, girl, we're going to be facing each other. That championship belt, I mean, championship belt is going to be worth a lot of money. You know what I mean? That's a big paycheck for me. Ugh. Now, Bailey's storming out. Now, the match has been introduced to a six-pack challenge for the SmackDown Women's title. You know, Lacey Evans. So, Bailey's going to be defending her title against Lacey Evans, Dana Brooke, Tamina, Naomi, and Sasha Banks. The next segment is just a televised version of the John Cena versus Bray Wyatt match from WrestleMania 30, chronicalizing the beginning of Bray, of Bray Wyatt's downfall to, to become the fiend that we see today. So this match was taking up a good 25 minutes, close to half an hour. Then it recaps to last week's segment of John Cena and the Fiend and Bray Wyatt segment in the ring, where they were face-to-face cutting their promo. After right that happens, another segment happens. Mr. Morris is about to come out and do this segment. This segment is now called The Dirt Sheets. Oh, I wonder what this is going to be about. Before we get into that, it's going to pay into Tyler, Tyler, Taylor Braxton in the back. And she interviews Alyssa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross was jabbering on about Oscar last week, costing us the win, da 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 da, but she can't speak very well. She needs promo classes. Help her out, y'all. Alyssa Bliss cuts, cutting the cuts in front of her. I got this. Basically, I'm gonna get my hands in any way that I can. Matter of fact, I'm gonna issue a challenge to Oscar next week on SmackDown. So it has been confirmed that Alyssa, that Alexa Bliss will be facing off against Oscar next week on Friday Night SmackDown. As we pan back into the ring, we got Miz and Morris's new segment called the Dirt Sheets. Basically. We still the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, but who are, but who's going to be our competition for, for WrestleMania? Oh, who, who? We don't know. Then the promo expands to the empty crowd, and you see Miz and Morrison dress and mark the New Day, dress and marking the Usos, and dress and marking the heavy machinery. But with heavy machinery, it's not exactly what they wear. They're wearing baking costumes. Haha, <laughs> very funny. Because all this always talk about. <laughs> but this about and this they're always talking about bacon. <laughs> I think the whole approach to their characters is just revolve around food. And that's just fucked up. <laughs> but basically, they're copied, their mannerisms, their, their quotes, to the way that they dress, everything. And they made it so damn funny. It made me smile. It made me look at them in the brand new comedian like, like as hills. They're pretty damn entertaining. Even when there was no crowd there, they made it their mission to be part of the crowd and start doing these little skits. I actually appreciate that. Then Heavy Machinery comes out and then we get into the last match of the night, technically, which is Miss Miss and Morrison versus Heavy Machinery. Now this match was a span of a decent 20-25 minutes. Because they're in the middle of the match. Dolph Ziggler comes out, interrupts, distracts Otis. A few minutes later, 
He grabs a microphone, catches Otis' attention when he's by himself in the ring, and he presents some beautiful, lovely folks to him and Mandy Rose, just taking a stroll down the park, chilling in the car, having dinner, just looking like a true power couple. Otis is now starting to boil over. He's looking hurt. He's looking hurt, ladies and gentlemen. When I say hurt, imagine you're across dating some, dating some jerk off that you don't like, and you are just sitting there boiling. That raw anger emotion is now starting to kick in, boil over to boom. You just you lose it. This is what happened with Otis, ladies and gentlemen. He loses it. He goes out and chases him, grabs him, but he gets clipped by Miz and Morrison. He shoves him out the way. He's slamming, he's slamming Miz on top of the table. He's slamming Morrison into the chair. He's going ballistic. He's going wild. He's going nuts. Driven by range. Otis did now tackle football's Miz and Morrison through the left side of the barricade on the left side of the stage. Barricades them through. Stands up, look more enraged. He's turning into the thing. The Hulk mixing combined. He's just off rampaging. Or, if you really want to be technical, he's more like Juggernaut right about now. He's just ramming through everybody. Tucker tries to slow him down, try to stop him. Try to stop him from picking up a chair. Always picks up a chair. And he just loses it. He's smacking Miz with a chair. He's smacking Morrison with a chair. Chair shots galore all over the goddamn place. And Mr. Morrison wins via disqualification. Always it breaks down, drops a chair. Now he's sobbing, crying. Tucker's right there supporting his boy, hugging him. Now, with this story, if you're not a fan of Otis by now, you definitely gotta be. God, God damn it. This is what I'm talking about. This is like the girl, the popular pretty girl that you want to date, that you would treat her with all types of respect, and then you see her dating some football jock. That's going to treat her bad. That's been with tons of other women. And he's going to treat her the same way that he treats the other ones. Yeah, that's going to flame you up. And now you just all over the place. It changes you. You snap. They went the right direction with it. So I got to give the match because of the storytelling. I got to give it a four. A four out of five stars. All because of storytelling. All because of storytelling. So that was a pretty damn good execution. And it shows us a different side of Otis that we have never seen before. And I want to see more of that. I mean, actually want to see that match now. Put the tag by, I mean, put Miz and Morrison, Bobby Roode, and Ziggler inside the steel cage. And let them go wild. Let Otis just try to destroy, destroy Ziggler. And that would be the best thing for them. And then, now we have the final segment of the night. Which happens to be Roman Reigns and Goldberg's contract signing. Um, Roman Reigns comes out first. Michael Cole's in the ring with a table and the contract in the middle of the ring uh, with the middle of the table with two chairs. Roman comes out first. Goldberg comes out second. They're on opposite sides. Michael Cole tells him to sit down. They decide to fling chairs outside the goddamn ring. Michael... Roman Reigns picks up the microphone first. Says his little promo. You're not ready for me. This is my time. That belt belongs to me. Say that you're in my yard. He signs a contract. Slides it over to Goldberg. Goldberg picks up the microphone next. Cuts his little thing. Cuts his little promo. He signs his contract. Well, but what he does afterwards, he gives the contract to Michael Cole. He flings the table. He flings the table. He has, his, he has the universal belt over his shoulder. 
Now you're staring face to face with Roman Reigns for at least a decent 30, 20 or 30 seconds. And then it fades out, and that's the end of the show. Now, the whole show itself, of course, because of the whole coronavirus outbreak, we're not going to see that much stuff. So it wasn't too much to really fill in, but it got some point across. It set up, a, it set up two matches. Instead of two, instead of two matches, the contract sign was blah. Eh, never really was a big fan of it. Even with the stare down, tensions were flaring in between two heavyweights. Whose spear is going to be the one to get into the promised land to win the WWE Universal Title at WrestleMania? Which we already know what the hell that's going to be. So let's get ready to start cheering and booing at the same damn time. We're going to treat that one person, the John Cena method, all over. But the whole show was pretty decent. I give it, I give it two, I give it two point seventy five stars, because Otis won me over, and the tag team of Drew Gulak and Dean Ryan won me over. But the segments, eh, wasn't too convinced. Wasn't too convinced. It, it made its point, but I we already knew that that was gonna happen, because normally WrestleMania they usually make it like a seventeen card match. They were squeezing a lot of shit. There was been a lot of matches that pay per view would have ran for seven hours. It would have started at an earlier time just to squeeze everything in so people won't get bored so easy. So they had to shrink it down to at least eight to ten matches, I mean, ten to twelve matches. But only way to wait and see. And now I'm gonna be playing the I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing the game fantasy game. So for the fantasy booking, y'all know the rules. Uh, everything that happened to on tonight's show, I pick one segment. I can change it from beginning to end, or any way I choose, and I have to give a reason why. So, basically, the segment I was going to change was the very first segment with Rock Gronkowski in the ring. Now, the way I would have done it is exactly how it was executed in the very beginning, except when Elias really came out and started playing his guitar, disrespecting Corbin, and. Barry should have tilted back, looked back, and looked at Rock Gronkowski and pretty much would have said, you better not. Turn back around to Elias. Elias slowly get in the ring. Mojo Rawley creates a distraction for Barry Corbin to turn around. Look out! And you see Rock Gronkowski just sparing or football tackling him to the mat. I just want. I just wish I would see one physical action from Rob to tell me that he was going to be okay. Because knowing how wrestling is, you're wrestling 250, 300 days a year, so your body's going to go through intense pain, intense pressure, and you got to remember, Rob Gronkowski, before his previous profession, was playing football. You got to be careful how you're doing that because he had ankle surgeries, back surgeries, arm surgeries. And neck surgeries. And he had concussions too. Now, that's not making it excusable. But he's more broken down than half the roster in that locker room combined right now. So you got to make this. You got to present this in a safe way for him to slowly grow. To slowly get over. And get the training that he needs to protect himself. Otherwise, if you were to sign him for two years or sign him to a year. I probably said by next year WrestleMania, he probably will be gone. And he'll be doing something else. Then what? Just saying. So that would be how I would be booking that segment. Um 
yeah, yeah, that's the end of the show. Um, I want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to us. Um, like, share, bookmark us on Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm slash Off the Top Ropes. Or you can hashtag us. Support your local support local podcast. Um, hashtag OTTR. Hashtag um, Off the Top Ropes. You know, support, you know, support, support, support is all we need right now. We're going to grow as a community. For me, Necro, and Youngblood, we'll be back on potentially Monday to do Monday Night Raw. Until then, have a good weekend. Stay safe. Be clean. Wash your ass. Wash your hands. And be easy with each other. Take care of yourself and each other.